0: Welcome to Sharon United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Kyle. I want to thank you all for being here on our grand opening Sunday. We're so excited to have you with us, especially our guests who are with us. We've been praying for you and are just so glad you're here. Y'all enjoying the popcorn out there today? All right. Well, we've got some other surprises in store. We have taped three gift cards uh, to the movies here uh, under some seats. And so I invite you right now to stand and see if you are a winner. And if not, look at a seat next to you. We've got them. Shout it out if you find one. There's one. How many we got out there? We got one. All right, so after service, you can do some treasure hunting Goes they're in here. We also welcome those of you watching online or listening on our podcast from wherever you are on the road. Sorry we can't hook you up with a movie card, but uh, we're glad you're here today. Uh, to be a part of our grand opening here in the movie theater. Uh, if you are a first-time guest, we'd love to have you uh, stop by our welcome table on the way out and fill out a connection card. Uh, we'd love to get, honor you with a gift card from Chick-fil-A today. We also have prayer cards for everyone on the, uh, uh, the welcome table out in the lobby. We'd love to be praying for you, and you can turn that in to someone there who's, uh, who's standing at the table. Uh, or um, come back, and our ushers at the end of our service are going to be collecting our offering Uh, That's an important part of what we do here in worship, uh, and they have popcorn buckets that you can drop uh, your offering in on the way out uh, as we can uh, honor God and worship God. We're kicking off a new sermon series today called The Place to Be. Again, I'm glad you're here to be a part of this kickoff. Just would invite you now to join me in a moment of silent prayer that I would deliver God's Word today and that we would all hear it and allow God to transform us. Let's pray together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're talking about the place to be, and where is the place to be? If you could go anywhere in the U.S. or Charlotte or in the world, what would that trendy, cool, hip place be that would entice you to go? Maybe here in Charlotte, it's Cabo Fish Taco that you'd like to go and chow down on some fish tacos, or maybe the epicenter and the nightlife in Uptown Charlotte is more your speed, or maybe a different kind of festival, the Hippie Fest that we just hosted here in Charlotte as well, might be the place to be for you. Or maybe if you're a sports fan, it's the BB&T Stadium in Uptown Charlotte where the Charlotte Knights play, and it's not just fun for baseball game, but it's a beautiful scenery of our skyline. If you're like my children who are age 9 and 5, Luke and Nathan, then you think that Carowinds is the place to be in Charlotte, going to ride all those roller coasters and get on to the, the water park there. That's certainly exciting. Now on a national scene, New York City is always a pretty exciting and fun place to go and uh, the Broadway play Hamilton has been all of the rage there over this past year or so and sold out every show and we're fortunate that it's coming here to Charlotte at the Blumenthal and so that's something to look forward to. Or if you're more into the Hollywood kind of celebrity scene, uh, maybe you like a lot of music or art kind of stuff and you love to go and see all this cool stuff at Coachella out in California, if we could afford it and be able to get in on that and run into all the Hollywood A-listers. Or maybe the place to be is the fitness CrossFit centers all over our nation here in Charlotte. It's all the new athletic and exercise fitness rage. And I know that many of us here are involved in a CrossFit gym somewhere uh, in the metro area. So what is it that would be the place to be? When I was younger and single, a bunch of my friends and I went to New York City and One night we got all dressed up and we wanted to go out and go into the club scene and find a a fun place to go and and have a good time. And so we all crammed into this taxi cab and we asked the driver, where can you take us that's happening and hip and cool and where do you think we can get in? And so... uh, he looked at us through the rearview mirror and started profiling us, I guess, checking us out to see where he thought we might could get in and not get in. Because in New York City, there are a lot of exclusive clubs that will tell you, no, you're just not cool enough to come in. And so I could see in the rearview mirror as he's passing over my friends and his eyes settled on me. And he didn't say it out loud, but I could see in his eyes that, oh, well, I could take that guy to the dork club. He'd fit in really well there. And so, uh, Fortunately, he kept scanning my friends and saw some of the more attractive ones, and, and so he took us to this really kind of hip and trendy place. I don't even know the name of it, and, and we got the, the look over by the bouncers and all those kind of folks, and they let us in, and they let us pay a lot of money to go in. And so uh, we had a great time, and, you know, thinking back on that, he probably got a kickback from that club and and they got him to make us think like it was this really cool, awesome place and then they all made money off of us. And so I'll have to admit that trying to be cool and hip and trendy in New York City, you know, for, for part of that experience, I didn't like it. I didn't like that guy profiling me and looking at me in the rearview mirror saying, well you could probably get in this club, but probably not cool enough to get in that kind of a club. And so that just didn't really sit well With me, I don't know about you, but I think that's some of what's going on with all of the trends and the place to be around the world. And so sometimes I wonder if our culture hasn't kind of lulled us into like this dreamlike state to where. We're more easily influenced and we think that, oh, just because this is a popular place that someone says about on social media or on the news or all these celebrities are going there, that that that's the place that I have to go and spend a lot of money and try to be something that I'm not. And I'm wondering if those places, as cool as they are and as fun as they are, that, that maybe they're really not the place to be, that maybe the place to be might be a little bit more simple maybe a little bit more mundane, maybe a little bit more ordinary, and that if we would stop and wake up and try to think about what really is most important in life, we might discover that the place to be, we might already be in some of those places. That maybe the place to be would be reading to our child or our grandchild or our nephew or our niece or, or to the student that we, we tutor over at the elementary school, that spending time with them is the place to be. Or attending their soccer game or flag football game or their dance recital, and that that is indeed the special place to be, or that maybe the place to be is gathered with friends and family around a simple kitchen table, sharing you know a basic meal and just talking to each other, saying, "How are you doing how 's your day gone or maybe to do homework at that table or to or just to play some silly games or You know, maybe the place to be is in the classroom, or maybe it's in the studio, or in the office, or behind our desk. And and the place to be is where we're trying to work hard and use our gifts and abilities to make the world a better place. And so maybe that mundane stuff that we do every day might really be the place to be. Or maybe the place to be is in a hospital. At the side of a bed where someone that we love is battling some kind of illness or has been broken in their body and spirit. Or maybe the place to be is in someone's living room that we care about or on the phone with them as they're bawling their eyes out because their world is falling apart. Maybe the place to be is at a graveside with a friend or a family member as we say goodbye to someone that we loved and we let them go and and entrust them into God's care, maybe that's the place to be. The everyday life with people that we care about. Sometimes we take for granted and we overlook that, man, we're kidding ourselves if, if those aren't the places to be. We believe here in our church that God has given us a vision to be a place, to be a spiritual crossroads of our community here in the South Park community where where the sacred and the secular come together and where we do life together and and where we make it a place where people who are far from God, who who question God or don't believe in God or are angry at God, that they can come and explore God in a a safe environment in which they can be free to ask questions, that, that we can be a place where folks might say, well, wow, maybe this God thing is the thing that I'm really missing in my life and I've been trying to figure that out. That we can reach people far from God and help people to understand what rich life is all about. That it might not be about money and big houses and fancy cars and clothes and cool gadgets, but that, that rich life might be more than that. It might be about relationships with God and with people and, and certainly with Jesus Christ. So that's why we're worshiping here today in a movie theater At our first service, right before we started, we blew out a whole breaker and blew out the sound system. We had to scramble to get that up, but we're here because we want to reach people for God. That's why we've moved our ministries off of our campus, our our small group ministries and all the ministries of our church, and and we're meeting in people's homes, and we're going into restaurants, and we're going into retirement communities and other churches, and we're even doing stuff ministries in Banks and South Park. It's amazing, And, and we're doing this stuff because we believe that God calls us to be this place or place is, where people come together and interact and learn about God because we're getting ready to do something crazy on our property right across the street from the South Park Mall just a half mile down the street and we're going to take our 50 year old buildings and we're going to knock them down and And that's not an easy decision because we have a lot of memories there where we've had baptisms and confirmation classes and we've had funerals and weddings and and we've grown close together in small groups and had fellowship dinners and all kinds of things. But we believe that God is calling us to knock that down, to build a mixed-use development, to be a literal crossroads of our community to be a hub where people come together, sacred and secular, and and where people can live and they can go out to eat and they can shop and they can stay in a hotel and work out and and get medical treatment to have performing arts uh, uh, offerings. And in the middle of that, to have the church. To say, in the middle of that, we want to introduce you to God and to have thousands of people in this space, on, on this property, coming together and living life together. And we believe that God calls us to be that hub, to be that crossroads, to be to be that, that focal point of our community. And, and people all around are pretty getting excited about it, and that's fun for us. We've been invited to speak at conferences in Louisville, Kentucky, and Houston, Texas, and even here in Charlotte, North Carolina. A couple of weeks ago, we got a call from a church in Las Vegas, and they said, we love what you're doing. Can you help us do that here? Absolutely. I had coffee last week with a pastor from Belgium all the way from Europe, and he, he was here in the States, and he heard about what we're doing. He said, I need just to spend some time with you because that sounds like something that we think would work in our community, right? In Brussels, right, capital of Belgium, and, and the European Union where there are not a lot of people who follow God. We think we can do something like that, and so we're excited, but our project is so much more than a building. It's so much more than a mixed-use development. It's about relationships. We want to be a place where if you've had a difficult week that you can come and find some good news. We want to be a place where if you've had an incredible week and you want to celebrate with people who are excited for you and they're not going to resent you or be jealous over the great things, but to cheerlead and say, that's awesome, then we want to be that place. We want to be a place where if you have questions or doubts about life, or about God, or about relationships, that you can come and feel safe, and you can explore that. We definitely want to be a place where if you want to make a positive difference and, and help people in their lives, that, that you can do that here. And that's why we have all kinds of ministries, and this year we're going to feed over 100,000 people around the world. We're, we're, we're partnering with a, a group called Rise Against Hunger, and we, we, we literally pack meal bags that they ship all over the U.S. and all over the world to feed hungry people. And we feed them physically so that we can also talk to them spiritually about a relationship with God. And we've already packed 20,000 of these meals with a church in Ballantine. And this month, we're going up to a church in Asheville and to another church in Winston-Salem. And we're going to pack more meals. And we're going to come back to Charlotte later in the year to a couple more churches. And and we're going to pack meals there to send all over the world because we think God cares about people who are starving physically and spiritually. We want to be a place that helps people out. That's why we partner with a, a ministry here in Charlotte called Justice Ministries, that, that their, their focus is to rescue victims of human trafficking, especially women and children who are trafficked in our city against their will, usually in sexual ways, and it, it's horrible. And, and we're number one in the state of North Carolina, and we're in the top ten in the nation, and it's frightening. And it disgusts us, and we partnered with Justice Ministries, and they've now partnered with the FBI and the local police uh, here in Charlotte. And last year alone, rescued over 160 women for human trafficking in our city. Rescued them from the pimps and dealers and clubs and, and got them into a safe house and helped them to begin to, to start their life over and, and tell them the good news about God. We get to be a part of that because this is the kind of place that we want to be and the kind of city that we want to, we want to live in. And support. We partnered with Alcoholics Anonymous for years in our, in our campus, and thousands of men and women who were battling addictions to alcohol and to other drugs found release from that, and they found escape, and it's a beautiful thing. And that's the place that we believe that God's calling us to be. But what if I told you there might be an even better place than that? What if I told you that there was a place where, when we feel like we're getting ready to be torn in two maybe even to rip ourselves in half or, or people that we care about, our friends or our family are going through some turmoil and, and they're, they're twisting away from us and, and they're tearing themselves apart and, and they're turning away from the good things in their lives and they're retreating into, into dangerous territory. What if there was a place that we could, we could go and we could take others and we could find a way so that we wouldn't be tearing ourselves apart? I have a friend who has an eating disorder. She's a beautiful woman inside and out, and she's a mom and a wife and, and has a great life, but she, she doesn't have a very good opinion of her, of her body, right? And, and, and she, she has this impossible idea of what she should look like, and, and so she, she has this eating disorder, and she tries to control all these things, and she's, she's not in a healthy way with her body. And, and what's sad is that, that she has everything in the world if she could just wake up and see that. What's even scary, she's beginning to pass some of these traits on to her children. And, and my wife, Laura, and I, we talk about it. And we're like, what can we do? Is there a place where we can go and we can take her and, and help her to stop twisting herself and tearing herself into? Is there such a place? I've got another friend who is uh, middle aged and he's been very successful at his job here in Charlotte. He's in the top of his industry. He's made lots of money, has a wonderful family. He's a great dad and a, and a great spouse to his wife, and he has everything in the world but he is so insecure. He just, he doesn't feel good about himself. Nothing that he does is ever good enough. And so he's always trying to, to exceed his expectations. And, and no matter what success he has, he just never feels that he's, he's done it or accomplished anything. And he just has this demon inside of him that I think someone placed there when he was young that, that said to him that he was not good. He was not good enough. And, and that demon has been with him his entire life and he can't shake it And nothing that he does is ever good enough. When people compliment him or say nice things about him, he hears it as them making fun of him or or, 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 or downgrading what he's doing, and he just gets so twisted. And I'm like, if there's a place I could take him where he could find some release and see that he's a beautiful person and that he is good and has so much going for him in his life, I wish that there was a place. Is there a place? Could there be a place that we could take him? I have another friend who tells lies all of the time. Everything that comes out of his mouth seems to be a falsehood, and some are small and some are large, and he, he sprinkles them in with the truth of his life, and, and he's done it so long that I, I believe that now he doesn't even know what reality is and what it isn't. And, and my amateur opinion is that he's just not happy with his life, and so he makes up stuff about his life to make himself feel better and to look better in front of everyone else, and, and we all know that he's lying. Is there a place where we could take him to where he could find out that he, he has a pretty good life. and he, he needs to be truthful and enjoy what his life has been given to him. Is there such a place? Do you know what it's like to be twisted? Do you know what it's like to, to tear yourself in half, to, to turn away from the good things in our lives and to, and to turn to all the, the ways and places that we shouldn't be looking what if there was a place where we could take the lifelines that we hang on to in our world that try to give us meaning, right? But, but some of these lifelines are, are, are anything but lifelines. They're sucking life out of us. They're lifeless lifelines, and we look for meaning in them right? Like like, grabs for power and grabs for money and grabs for stuff or we want to be popular or we want to be famous or we want to have magazine or television good looks and we think these are the way to live life and that if we could only grab these things then our life would be awesome but when we grab them it sucks the life out of us and it leaves us feeling empty and, and lifeless and so these are lifeless lifelines. What if we could cast them away? Cast them into the wind and And to find a place that shows us that life is so much more than those things that I've been talking about. What if there's a place where our hearts of clay or our hearts of stone that that we have shut off to the world because we've been so hurt? by loving others and they've rejected us or they've ripped our hearts out and they've jumped up and down and stomped on them or we've taken a risk to love someone and it's totally blown up and it hurts so bad that we've turned our hearts to clay and stone and we're like, I'm not going to risk love anymore. What if we could find a place that could breathe new life into our hearts and the stone and the clay could shatter and they could be full, life-giving hearts again and we could risk love and we could have the strength when we didn't necessarily find it in one place but we could find it in another and we could find out what it was to love again. What if there was a place where we could be washed clean of all of the baggage and the bad stuff and the guilt and the shame that we carry around in our lives, some of us for years and years and years and we just can never seem to shake it. What if there was a place that could wash us free of that? place where we could walk through fire and be purified but not be burned and come out on the other side feeling better about who we are and what we're supposed to be doing in life. What if there was a place where we could take our isolation and our desperation and our frustration and and any shun you can throw out there, all of these things that just oppress us and we could let it all go and be the people that we've been created to be and breathe fresh air again. What if we could find a place where we could set our spirits free. If we could let all of our frustration and anger and anxiety and worry about debt and school and relationships and being cool and popular, if we could let all that kind of stuff go and let our spirits free and be the people that God created us to be. Brothers and sisters, the good news is there is a place like that, and it's real, and it's not a pipe dream, and you don't have to die to go there. You don't have to wait to go there. And what's amazing is there's, there's a lot of people that have never heard of this place. And What's even worse is that there's, there are many people who've heard of this place, and they don't have anything to do with this place. But there's some who found it, and they're there now, and their lives are forever changed. I invite you to think and pray about what this place might be in your life. I ask Cole and the guys to come and help us think about this through this song. to do myself set your spirit free i would do that if i could help set the spirit free of my friend who has an eating disorder or struggles with insecurity or lying i would do that in a heartbeat but i can't do that no one can do that with the exception of one person only one person and his name is jesus and he is the son of god and he came into this world to set us free He came to take our pain and our shame and our suffering and and to give us joy and peace and forgiveness and to give us life to the full now and life forever in the kingdom of heaven because that's who
1: Jesus is.
0: And when He walked the earth, it said in Scripture that great crowds came to Him and they brought the lame and the blind and the crippled and the mute and many others and they laid Him at His feet. The Bible says that a, a father came and said that my daughter's dying. Jesus, I need your help. And another father came and said that my son is possessed by a demon. I don't know what demon that was, but he said, Jesus, I need your help. A woman was called in the act of adultery and she was ready to be killed in that day. And, and she needed someone to say, it's all right and you can be forgiven and to step in. Jesus, I need your help. Another woman was uh, in more than five different marriages that had failed and was a social outcast, and she had no friends, no one, nothing at all, and she said, Jesus, I need you. Two sisters had their brother who died, and and they were mourning his loss, and they went and they found Jesus and said, Jesus, we need you. A woman who who had been bleeding her entire life and no doctor could cure it said, I need Jesus, I just need to grab hold of his cloak, and I will be healed. And more and more and more people in the Bible we read about, they have one thing in common. They found their peace when they approached the feet of Jesus. Because that's the place to be not just with people who lived 2,000 years ago, it's people like you and me that are battling addictions, or we're feeling insecure, or we're deep in our heads over debt, or we're bullied at school, or we're sick, and we're hurting, and, and we need a place to be, and that is the place to be is at the feet of Jesus, because He is the one who came into the world and died on the cross and came back to life to give us life to the full and life forever in the kingdom of heaven. He's not going to solve all of our problems. He's not going to make our lives completely free of worry and anxiety. We're not going to get everything that we want from Jesus, but we will get what we need. And that's the good news that God loves us. And God made us in God's image. And that is a good thing that God has plans for our lives and we can be a part of something bigger than who we are. We can let go of all that baggage in our life and we can find peace and we can find joy and we can find hope that nothing and no circumstance can take from us. We can live life to the full. And that's why we're here, brothers and sisters. That's why we're baptizing our students. That's why we're worshiping in a movie theater. That's why we're trying to rescue women who are slaves in our city. That's why we're feeding the hungry. That's why we're grabbing hold of each other when we're fighting cancer or when we're celebrating a wedding or a graduation or we've got a promotion or we just got laid off from our job. We're living life together at the feet of Jesus. So what I'm asking you to do what the members of our church, our church leadership are asking you to do is join us at the feet of Jesus. Because if you're like me, you've got to have struggles in your life. and You've got to have hardships and you can't have all of the answers. And, and we tear ourselves in two and we, we chase after these false lifelines and, and that leave us wanting more. And, and there's something so much better. And so we invite you to come back and to be with us and to be at the feet of Jesus. And to surrender all that junk. To be set free and to be washed clean and to be given hope and to be given life step out of the darkness and step into the light and find the good news of the gospel of Christ. Join us at the feet of Jesus because that's the place to be. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.